0: luxury quality within reach go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com slash style
1: when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible visit your local kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner
0: Welcome everybody to Histories of the Unexpected, the show in which we explain how everything has a history, even the most unexpected of subjects like worms, peanuts and ears.
2: Sam, I want to do all of those, particularly worms. (laughs) Uh, I think we should definitely do a history of worms. However, we will be following the links in our minds as we come across them, explaining how those histories link together in unexpected ways. Who knew, for example, who knew that the history of nicknames, name-calling, is in fact all about social order in the Viking world, or that the history of poison is all about female power in the Roman Empire. If you're interested in those, you should check out our little books on the Vikings and the Romans.
0: The man not sitting opposite me because we're social distancing will help pilot us through these micro-histories. He's one of the country's leading professors of history.
2: It's Professor Extraordinaire James Daybell. Hello, Sam. And the man not sitting opposite me because we are in these dim, dark times of lockdown, but nonetheless, ably helping me co-pilot these episodes is the famous historical adventurer himself, Dr. Sam Willis.
0: Hello, everyone. This is the eighth of our special Christmas-themed micro-histories in which we embrace the task of demonstrating how an unexpected subject not only has a history but is massively important and interesting. We do it in just 15 minutes and we do it without just talking faster. We start with a shared example, then have just five minutes each to make a case for an interesting history on that very unexpected subject.
2: Contributions will be rigorously timed. They will indeed be rigorously timed, Sam. You can rest assured about that. But you, our dear listeners, you will get to vote on social media about what you think was the most interesting fact that you heard in the episode today. Today's topic inspired by Christmas is the
0: obvious one. It's carrots. <laughs> What's what have carrots got to do with Christmas?
2: James, where are we going of to start? Of course it is. I- Well, I'm getting very excited about carrots for my own Christmas lunch. I've got a recipe of, you know, using maple syrup and cumin seeds and all sorts of things. But that is to digress, because when you think about Christmas nowadays, you think about luxury, you think about excess, you think about all the food and drink that you're going to consume and then all the exercise that you need to do afterwards in order to get your svelte figures back in shape. However, it was not always thus because during the world wars with rationing imposed and with supply lines of the british empire being greatly reduced this meant that such luxury christmas treats were nothing more than a pipe dream and much more humble ingredients had to be used and this is where the humble carrot in particular comes in. The carrot in the mid-war period and during the Second World War was a much lauded, versatile and plentiful foodstuff. So much so that during World War Two, a recipe booklet was produced with instructions for thrifty carrot-based dishes. Yum. Including carrot soups, carrot savoury, carroted croquettes and what is known as a war and peace pudding.
0: This Mm. was an alternative to Christmas pudding. It was made with carrots instead of mincemeat. What? I'm not sure I'd like that. Uh, First made in Canada during the First World War. It was made of flour, breadcrumbs, suet, grated raw potato and, of course, the magic ingredient, the bit that makes it so deliciously yummy, carrot. uh, Used to bulk out the mixed dried fruit and spice. Uh, Note the lack of fortified spirits. There's no brandy in this uh, dullest of carrot cakes. Anyway, uh, it was so popular that many never actually went back to eating the richer, more exotic variety. Would you believe that? So there you are. That is how carrots are all to do with Christmas. When you're chowing down on your Christmas cake or your Christmas pudding, think of all the poor people in the Second World War who were having a big, nasty, bland orange one, James.
2: Oh, I think <laughs> I think actually a carrot cake pudding know, would I be delicious. Them. I hate them. Would be delicious. Yeah. Carrot cake, Carrot cake is lovely. Anyway... Where are we going with where are we going with carrots throughout the centuries, Sam? That's what I want to know. Who's going to start? Do you Want me to go? I'm happy to. I'm right. happy for that. Yes, happy for me Absolutely. to start. Okay, count me down. Oh, hang on, okay. I've got to get my
0: timer up and ready, James. Get your timer up so and I've ready. I've got some idea of what the hell's going on. It's actually quite
2: difficult to time it to five minutes, <laughs> isn't it? You're either you're either too short or you you're totally over. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, I'm going to rigorously time you. Uh, you have five minutes from now. Um, three. Two, one, do history.
0: <laughs> you make me crack up.
2: Do history. Sorry. Make a carroty
0: history. No, it's excellent. It's, it's all part of it. You've already lost ten. Oh, so shut up. Sorry. Shut up. When I was in <laughs> Iran filming the Silk Road for the BBC, I came across an object. Right, it, it looked like a carrot. It tasted like a super delicious carrot, but it was not a carrot, James, or it was, it, it didn't look like a carrot because, as far as I was concerned, this was the wrong colour. It was unbelievable. This thing was orange. It was not orange. Sorry, it was. It was white it was the the weirdest albino carrot you've ever come across and at the time I thought it was just weird and ignored it until now but you know you see how these things come around you can see the entire value of histories of the unexpected for investigating the past in new and profound ways James because now I realise there is a purpose to be coming across this white carrot Um, it is to draw inspiration for studying the history of the colour of carrots yes James the history of the colour of carrots is the thing and it actually exists so many people I think might assume the original Carrot color is orange, but in fact, all of the different colors available today, and there are a a wide variety, come from one common pale ancestor a white carrot, a wild carrot. What happened then? Well, around 1,100 years ago, farmers living in what's now Afghanistan take advantage of a mutation in the genes of the white carrots and they discover a a yellow variant. Uh, 600 years later in Europe, the cultivation takes another turn. And that colour changes, goes goes deeper and darker, possibly because it's mixed with another wild carrot, the Asian purple carrot. So here, the, the very existence of the orange carrot um, owes, uh, owes itself to the, the existence of trade routes running between the land of the white carrots. Right. So Central Asia, Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan and Asia, the land of the purple carrot. So scientists know that much about it, the genetic history of the carrots. But what about historical sources? Well, I I decided to look at the different sources available for the studying of different carrot varieties. And you wouldn't believe how many there are. There's a particularly splendid um, album in the British Museum called the Albrecht Dürer album. Um, This guy was a painter, draftsman, printmaker, designer. He was German. And he travels all over Europe in the 1490s gathering inspiration for his later artistic career. And he's clearly at some point inspired by some white carrots. He either draws them himself, he was a very fine draftsman, or he's bought an existing drawing. We don't know which, but it's magnificent. It's um, uh, hand-drawn in pencil. There are four very knobbly, wild-looking carrots, and someone's been inspired to preserve them. So, that's one example of, of an image of a carrot. But if you wanted to be more specific, say, in Holland in the mid-1500s, you'd go to the excellent Hallwell Museum in Stockholm and look at a painting called A Market Scene by the excellent Peter Etsen. It shows a veritable cornucopia of veg. There are marrows, squashes, grapes, cabbages, blackberries, apples and loads of carrots. A whole range of them that were available in Holland in the 1500s are all there to see. You've got orange, there are white ones, there are purple varieties, all of different sizes and all clearly shown. But there's certainly something more than just look at these carrots going on here. Um, Edson usually paints religious paintings. He suddenly changes his career and starts painting fruit and veg. And it's not just that, it's... um, I think the word saucy, James, would probably describe this painting. The, the the lady running the market stalls, bending over, pushing her breasts out. She's holding an enormous cabbage head, which is a symbol of female sexuality. But behind her is, is a bloke with a very large carrot, which he's using to point at his crotch. So, you know, rather unsubtly bringing attention to his sexual capacity. So what's going on here? Why has and suddenly decided to stop painting religious scenes and to start doing saucy stuff and to paint veg? Well, there's one very interesting and good explanation. Hadrianus um, Junius, a Dutch historian, wrote a, a history of um, the Low Countries called Batavia in 1588, the year of the Spanish Armada. And he writes... As it seems sketched with the pen, humble things, and has rightly acquired in universal judgement the highest renown. And for this reason, he, meaning and can, at least in my opinion, be equally designated with the tag painter of low and sordid things. To such an extent does a certain charm shine through everywhere in his works. Having expressed most elegantly in Country Boys the texture and clothing of the body, victuals, vegetables... I'm stuffing! What have we got there? Wow.
2: Isn't that good? That is a Hoffa tractor.
0: <laughs> Isn't that great? Some um, really good farming history there. James. Really
2: old farming farming sound there. Historical historical tractor sound. Uh,
0: let me finish up here. Um, this no, is, go for this it. This is the description from the historian Hadrianus Junius uh, writing Matt Ertson's work. So contrary to pleasure that can be fulfilled... His panels never weary by virtue of their infinite variety. The result is that these panels sell at a higher price than the competent and very large panels of many. So what Junius is doing here is celebrating the value of the everyday orderiness in Etson's art. He's he's seeing beauty in the humble carrot, beauty in the everyday world around him. Um it's a very a Protestant approach to history this. Um, he's seeing magic in the, the humblest of places and celebrating life for what it is, not what it should be. So there you go, James. Um the 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 history of carrots is all to do with artists in Holland, appreciating the world around them, seeing the world with new eyes in the 1500s. Oh, Sam, that's mm.
2: very profound. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you very much. Uh, where are you going to go? Well, I don't it's know It's going to be a surprise. I'm okay. not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> right, you in,
0: start. You're 5 it, minutes. You st-
2: Count me in. You'll be surprised. Make carroty history. Go. OK, well, I didn't quite know where to go with carrots. With a Christmas theme... I was wondering do we go down the snowman route do we think of carrots as noses do we take it the whole world war 2 route and think about feeding pilots carrots to allow them to have better eyesight uh, which was all about propaganda Do we think about taking on the idea of carrots as a foodstuff and sort of an an elastic foodstuff that could be produced? Uh, Or do we even think about post 1920s of people being carrot colored through their use of fake tan? Now, I thought that was just taking things too far. Now, what we've been talking about uh, in the example of carrots during the Second World War is about carrots as a very important and valuable commodity during rationing you know, fill the tables of people in a very sort of important way. But what I want to talk about now is the use of carrots slightly earlier in the ancient and medieval world, when actually carrots, would you believe it, were a form of medicine. Who knew that the humble carrot was so darned important? And this comes courtesy of the wonderful website, the Carrot Museum, uh, which is curated by a brilliant person who has located almost every fact in the world uh, about carrots Uh, and it's a really sort of learned website it's got all sorts of material from you know way back into antiquity and it's digested all the materials there one of the interesting things reading through a lot of the source materials is the way in which the the etymology of carrot has changed over time, the way in which people have come to categorise carrots, um, the way in which they've distinguished them from parsnips, uh, also the way in which they suddenly, you know, uh, post-Reformation, sort of, so we're talking about post-Renaissance, sort of 16th century onwards, they're increasingly used as foodstuffs. But between about two hundred and fifteen hundred if you look at the a lot of the medical manuscripts that survive, they are used as medical plants or you know, as medical medical vegetables um, and we can go to the writings of athenaeus third uh, century um, c e uh, in one of his sort of cook books on on cookery uh, where he describes the the carrot here and he he says of it that this is pungent very nourishing and fairly wholesome with a tendency to loosening and windiness not easy to digest very diuretic calculated to rouse sexual desire hence by some it is called love philtre um so which is quite extraordinary sort of ca- the the properties of of carrots there now if we look at the work of the greek physician who catalogued ooh, hundreds of, of medicinal plants and species. He also includes the he also includes the humble carrot there. And in his third book, um he sets out roots and he talks about the account of roots, their juices, herbs, seeds, um, suitable for common use in in medication. And there's a section here on the wild and cultivated carrot. The wild carrot, but some call seras. it has leaves like those of the carrot, but wider and somewhat bitter, an upright stem that is rough and that has an umble like that of dill, on which there are white flowers and in the middle there's something small and purplish as if it were nap on woollen cloth. The root is as thick as a finger, a span long, aromatic and edible when boiled. When drunk or even when applied, its seed sets the menses going. It is suitable for those that pass water painfully and with difficulty for those with edemata, for pleurisy in potions and for bites and strokes of wild animals. They say that reptiles do not harm people who have taken it in advance. It also aids conception as for the root, it too is diuretic, aphrodisiac, and expels embryos, fetuses, when used as a pessary. So, in other words, you're you're seeing it as an abortificant here. So, you know, a way to actually rid um, one's you know oneself of an unwanted pregnancy. The leaves, ground and applied oh, with honey. You're five is ca-
0: up, James.
2: Oh, that
0: what is was that? Eight. Steam engine from the 1890s. A bit of a, a, the, the noise of farming
2: for all of you uh, farm historians out there. But I will let you finish your sentence and conclude. Okay, the leaves ground and applied with honey clear cancerous sores completely. And then there's another little extract that I wanted to drink. The seed of all of them warms. When drunk, it draws out the menstrual period, embryos and foetuses and urine. It relieves colic and it allays chronic coughs. It comes to the aid of people bitten by poisonous spiders when drunk with wine and it disperses swellings when plastered on. All of them are used for their seed goodness me who would have known that uh, carrots would have such marvelous properties there we are sam uh, ancient and medieval carrots I, i'm going to be careful when i when i eat a medicine. carrot now yeah i know so am i mm. so am i i might, I might, I might become
0: windy <laughs> um guys i hope you enjoyed that little carroty micro history we've got a long full episode um on the history of reindeer coming your way soon as well if you're still feeling the christmas spirit um that's it guys um do
2: please follow me on twitter at dr sam willis and you can follow me at james daybell and you can follow us on the pod as well on at unexpected pod and we are on Instagram and Facebook and check out everything that we've been doing on our website historiesoftheunexpected.com
0: Yeah, particular call out to teachers. We've done a load of homeschooling series and they're absolutely fantastic and we're going to do a few more coming your way soon. That's it for now guys. Bye!
2: Bye guys. Happy Christmas.